0: You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs, six to one. The Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Belize the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three, called. The Rangers are going to the World Series.
1: You are locked on with Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patter, Rangers writer at WFAA.com. Joined as always by Morgan Price of LoneStarBall.com. We want to remind you today that today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. How you doing, Morgan?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm great. This is a five-game winning streak for the Rangers, which I don't think they've done all year. And today's win was excellent. You know, I I like any win. Um, even if it's just a one run win, you know. I don't really care about the uh the variance, whatever, or the um run differential as long as it's positive for the Rangers. Positive is always positive. Very true. Rangers win two to one today, and they finish off the sweep and they have now won five in a row, and that is just really working for them. I think I feel like the Oaklander strategy is working. What about you, Morgan?
0: Oh, it's working very well for them, and I'm kind of surprised surprised how well it's working just because the opener is just such a new thing and when I first heard of it last year it didn't make much sense to me wasn't really understanding the point of it still to be honest kind of don't understand the point of it but it's working so I guess just keep doing it
1: yeah I really like Jesse Chavez as an opener today he went uh, one two-thirds innings he allowed just one hit that was it just just the one hit (laughs) and it wasn't for a home run or anything so it was all good to go and then your primary pitcher I almost said Brock Sampson again. <laughs> Adrian Sampson uh, went five and the third innings, gave up uh, one earned run and four hits and struck out five. He did an excellent job. Ariel Jurado came in in a big situation. He got a really clutch strikeout of, of Edwin Encarnacion um, with a two-seam fastball down and in. And I really like what I was seeing out of this pitching staff today. What about you, Morgan?
0: Oh, I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if it was just me, but this game felt like it was going pretty fast. Like, I mean... It was a very close game and not very many runs but the pace of this game went really quickly. I felt like I saw Samson come in the game and the next thing I know I'll look up and it's the 7th inning and but I mean it went in our way so I'll take a quick game that the Rangers win.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I was keeping t- tabs on um, the the uh, Texas uh, Texas Tech game in the Big 12 tournament that started like 30 minutes later and I thought okay, it's a college game, usually those go faster but Yeah. The Rangers were done like 45 to 50 minutes uh, before the uh, the Texas Tech game was over. And it was just motoring through, even though there were a few base runners scattered. It wasn't like it was a pretty efficient, like nobody threw a yeah. whole whole crap ton of pitches and, um, and nothing was that wild. But, hey, uh, let's see. Some of the things that stand out for me um, for for the Mariners is Marco Gonzalez continues to be fantastic he only needed just eighty-one pitches to go through seven innings. He only allowed uh, one earned run, two total runs, um, but he let up the home run to Hunter Pence, which was Hunter Pence's tenth home run of the season. I, did you think that he would get to ten home runs this whole season? Because I I can't say that I did, and he's I there mean, already, and it's May.
0: I didn't. E- I didn't even expect him to actually be on the team, let alone for this long and long enough to hit ten home runs. And so I'm gonna say no. I did. I didn't expect that, but I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, I gotta say I'm loving it too. He's had it's his tenth home run of the season and he's had seven home runs in the last thirteen days. That's wow. like that's like a home run every other day. That's that's pretty solid pace, um, if you ask me. And if you're listening to this podcast, then you know, you kinda did ask <laughs> me. So <laughs> But it was it was a good day at the plate. Um Jinsu Chu had a one for three. Um, by the way, we have some injury news um after last night's game we have the sad news to report that uh, Willie went on the IL with a left quad strain um, is the 10 day I L. So that's not great, but it kind of buys just a little bit more time for the Rangers to decide what all's going on with their roster. Because Elvis Sanders had a one for three day in Frisco today. He he's already as a recording, this in the afternoon. They've already played, they played another 11 a.m. game and he had a solo home run with one for three and you know, Home runs are good. It's it's nice to see him kind of getting back on track and you know being able to trot the bases and not have to worry about that hamstring. That that's nice, <laughs> not having to sprint everything out. But he'll be back soon, and and then we'll have some some decisions to make. But I want to go get back to this game and and some of the things that happened in it. I really liked what I saw from. From Mario and in the pen he's done so well. And Sean Kelly, he's just a breath of fresh air. I, I don't think I've liked any closer better than Sean Kelly. Not because he's the best, um, or of any Rangers closers. Not because he's the best, but because he he doesn't make you sweat it out. He really just goes out and attacks hitters, and he just he works quickly. And there's not a whole lot of not as much stress when he's on the mound. Even if he's having a bad day, you're gonna know really quickly. Not gonna sit and wait and oh gosh, here he is taking 15 seconds here. Oh, he's taking 30 seconds here. Oh my gosh, like what is going on? This top of the ninth is taking forever. But he worked quickly. He threw one inning, allowed one hit, walked one and struck out two. And he has an ERA of 169 on the season, which I think is pretty nice. What about you, Morgan?
0: Yeah, he's doing very good. And I think you're right with the, you don't really, you don't really stress too much when he's coming out. And that's something very different from the last few closers we've had. And then at least since I've been watching so the last like nine years it feels like every closer we've had they they kind of feel good when they first start and then like halfway through their um session of being the closer it's kind of like oh god are they going to do it please just let this be one two three and get it over with like there's a lot of sweating usually when our closers come out
1: exactly and Sam Dyson who like is a ground ball heavy pitcher you would think that he would work quicker but he always he always made you stress um and I did not appreciate that. Um, I also <laughs> no. didn't appreciate how he did better when he left. That was kind of a bummer, but um, it's fine. We're all fine here. Uh, another note that I wanted to just touch on real quick, uh, the Rangers only walked two batters um, all game, and both of those came from Jurado and and Sean Kelly. So I think that's really ex- – I'm really excited when the Rangers don't go and walk people. I think that's mm-hmm. what also contributed to such a fast game is there weren't a whole lot of walks, honestly, on either side. Yeah, the Rangers only drew one walk. So there were only three walks in this entire game, um, and they scattered around uh, 15 hits combined between the two two teams. So there weren't a whole lot of base runners here, um, and there weren't a whole lot that scored. And one of the three runs scored via solo home run. So, you know, it was it was pretty uneventful. And just really quick. And, you know, sometimes you need a quick ball game. Just this as, as a getaway game, this is exactly what you want. You want to just go ahead and get away.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially for a midweek afternoon game. A fast game is kind of enjoyable. It is. You
1: know, you just sit down on your couch and, you know, here you are watching baseball and, and get all of it done before there's even more baseball at night that you can watch. <laughs> yeah. So getting to watch two baseball games in one day is is a good day for sure. Even if it's just one game that is the Rangers and one game that isn't, you know, the more baseball the better is what I say. What about you, Morgan?
0: Oh, I totally agree with that. Give me all the baseball.
1: Yeah, I even watched some Big 12 baseball this morning on on Fox Southwest that started at 9, so I've now watched three baseball games so far today. So this is this is a very good day actually. Yeah. Very good day indeed. But we're going to go ahead and take a break now, um, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some injury, some of the injury news and, and more of what it means as opposed to just updating you on it. But um, we're going to take a, some looks and some, some guesses at what might happen when Ellis, Ellis Andrews comes back on Saturday. Hey, guys. It's time to talk about sex, good sex. You know, remember the days when you were always ready to go when you were a young stud and, you know, it wasn't any, any trouble getting it ready for For your partner, now you can increase your performance and get a little bit extra confidence in bed. Listen up bluechew.com. That's like the color blue and chew, like what you do. So they're here to help you out with your sex life, make things spicier, make sure you last all the way until the ninth inning. You know, don't want to get pulled out of there with a reliever. You know, you really got to be, make sure you're ready to go and just like you were back in the young days. This isn't for guys who can't perform. Any guy who wants a little bit of extra help in the bedroom, you know, this is here for you. It's a, perfor- it's a legal performance-enhancing drug. So, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships straight to your door, very discreet package. No in-person doctor visits. I know that's really uncomfortable. No waiting at the pharmacy, also super awkward. You don't want any of that. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So if this sounds like something you want, Morgan, where can the fine fellows get this stuff?
0: You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code MLB. All you pay is $5 shipping, and that's blue com with promo code MLB to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast.
1: So we're back, and here we need to talk about what's going to happen when Elvis Andrews comes back on Saturday. So he's rehabbing right now in Frisco, and he should be back, like like we said, Saturday. And now with Willie Calhoun on the IL for at least 10 days, we kind of have some more flexibility on what might happen. And the Rangers get to keep putting off this decision of Logan keeping – Logan Forsyth or Danny Santana and they get to keep both of them which is fantastic because they're both doing absolutely incredible Morgan what what do you think they do when Elvis comes back do you think they'll just option Delino back
0: so when uh Calhoun was pulled in Tuesday's game I was we had talked about possibility of him going on IL and I was thinking just like Briefly, like, well, maybe they'll just wait until Elvis can come back, and that'll just be an easy transition. They don't have to worry about Forsyth or Santana, just you know, because they only had today's game and then tomorrow's an off day, Friday, one game. So, really, I didn't see if they had Calhoun on the bench, not on IL, but not really able to play. If they didn't have him, it didn't seem like it would really affect them that much. So, I was kind of thinking, well, maybe they'll do that, but then they put Calhoun on IL today bring up the Shields, so I, I assume it would just be when Elvis comes back Saturday to send the Shields down, but then it kind of got me thinking, well, what about if Cal, when Calhoun comes back, are they just going to send him back to Nashville, because he, I mean, he was doing really well with the Rangers, and I don't know, it just seems, it would just suck to see him do so well coming up, and only play five, six games, and then, well, you were injured, so go back to Nashville, bye.
1: Yeah, it's just it's you know, if you have a problem with your big league team, this is the problem you wanna have. Right. You have so many players that are so good that you can't find spaces for all of them. But it is still a problem. Yeah. It does still hurt you. Um and Willie really Calhoun in six games, twenty three at bats, he was hitting four thirty five with an on base of four fifty eight and slugging seven thirty nine. So his actually his OPS wasn't actually all that much higher than what Joey Gallows is. Um, well, I guess it was like sixty points higher or seventy. I I'm not doing the math well. No, eighty four. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I was not a math major, but still, he was doing incredibly well when he had his time. And now Danny Santana is also doing stupid well. Like he's both him and Logan Forsythe. are both hitting over three hundred with an on base over three fifty and. Well, foresight slugging is just under 500, but, you know, it's close enough. We'll just give it the four-point bump it needs. So, so they're basically slugging 500 or better, but this is such a tough decision, and I do not envy the Rangers and the decision no. makers who have to make this decision, or John Daniels or whoever actually makes the decision. I'm, probably, <laughs> I'm betting it's going to be JD, but this is such a tough thing to do. And as honestly, as Drupal Cabrera might be the one that you need to, like, make a thought about, but he's, I mean, you can't option him. So that's the thing is, like, there's these guys, and they might honestly look to trade somebody. Uh, I don't know who it would be. Uh, My preference would be Shinsu Chu, even though he's doing super well. He fits, like, the least with the long-term future. And so maybe they're being more aggressive in those trade discussions because of, like, what's happening with this club. but. I don't know, Morgan. What do you What do you do here? I There are no easy answers.
0: I mean, I guess of all the answers, the easiest would be to ultimately have Elvis come up, send down to De- Delino and then once Calhoun's off aisle, just send him back to Nashville. That's That's the easiest, not the most exciting of answers. Um, but I think it's interesting that people, because I had tweeted about basically what I just said about thinking that Elvis. Coming up on Saturday might be when they move Calhoun to IL, but so and I was like, I guess that's just gonna be De- Delino going back down. And someone's like, well, why not O'Dor? And that argument just kills me because yes, he's not playing his best right now. There's obviously effort though, but I don't see the Rangers. I mean, they did it a few years ago, but that was before he had the big contract. So I don't. That argument just never made sense to me, which with, well, Odor's not doing great. How about we send him down? Okay, well, then who's your everyday second baseman that you want to play every day at second base?
1: Well, Danny Santana is, is the answer there, or Logan Forsythe, or some combination of the two.
0: But do you and, think they would ever send Odor down for a long period of time?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't think they would, because he's doing well. Like his, Don't look at the dumb batting average, or yeah. his on-base isn't great right now. Um, but he's, but he's shown effort. Yeah, he's slugging over the last 15 games. He's slugging 571, which is kind of what he does. Um, the average still isn't great. The on-base isn't great. Um, he might have gotten a little too aggressive um, in his his approach because of his frustrations of not right. getting the results. Um, and that's tough to see. But, I don't know, you believe in the player. You believe in his defense. You believe in his hustle and the kind of person that he is. And you like him in your clubhouse. And as long as he's still getting those extra base hits well, um, even if it's not as consistent um, with the singles and walks, which I don't know why the first thing people go to is, well, they don't hit enough singles and walks. <laughs> like, if you watch baseball for the singles and walks, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, those
0: are obviously the things that score the most runs, duh.
1: It's obviously the best part of baseball is when a guy <laughs> gets a single or a walk, because, you know... Nothing's more exciting than seeing a guy not swing the bat um, and look at a pitch into the game <laughs> four times and then trot leisurely to first base. You know, that's, that's just what does it for me, Morgan. I don't know about you.
0: Oh, that's my <laughs> absolute most favorite part.
1: <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love walks <laughs> and hits are good, but they are not the be-all and end-all of all things. So, I don't know. This is a really tough decision, um, but... If Willie has to go down to the, to AAA after he just killed everyone for six games, ah, that's baseball is such a cruel thing. It's it really such a cruel is. Thing.
0: Ah, and this kind of decision, I feel like, is one we've we've discussed like at least once a week all month.
1: Well, yeah, because it's I feel like it's like <laughs> the main decision of the season. Like it, this is going to be a thing all season of like what happens here, what is going on, what are we. What are we deciding on this? Because, honestly, both of these guys, you feel really great if these are your two bench guys yeah. going forward for, like, next year and, and the year after, like, when you're contending. Like, these are these are exactly the kind of bench players you want. Guys with that hit the crap out of the ball and can play multiple positions. Even if they're not playing multiple positions at, like, an elite level, they mm-hmm. can still fill in more than passably there. That's exactly the kind of bench players that you want. And... Maybe some other team is, is more willing to to pay a price. It's, it's hard because you don't want, really want to sell on them. Like, you don't want right. to trade them somewhere because and they are basically bench pieces. I mean, they might be starters on a lot of different teams um, because this team is doing so well offensively. Maybe, maybe that's why they're not starters here and, and could be on a, a different contending team somewhere else. But I don't think you're going to get that much for them. And so you'd rather just keep them here and keep them on your team, and keep them happy for years to come. But, oh, man, the the implications of what could happen with Willie if they handle that wrong and continue yeah. to like frustrate him because they couldn't find a trade partner for Shin Chu, or you could definitely find a trade partner for a guy like Hunter Pence, um, even though you do love him, and they need more right-handed thump, and he definitely provides that. But, I mean, Willie is going to be of your young core for years to come, so you got to keep. You want to keep him happy. It's not just like, oh, let's just placate this guy. It's like he has deserved his shot. He has earned it. He's done everything you've asked him to do and more. Yeah. And if he can't be rewarded for that, it's absolutely you cannot fault him at all for being frustrated if he gets sent back down to AAA after he um, gets healthy. So I don't know. I don't envy the decision makers. I'm glad that I'm not one of them, but this is this is tough, and we're definitely going to continue to talk about this more, but right now, all we can do is is theorize and yeah um, and discuss and
0: I think it makes it more difficult that both Santana and Forsyth are so passable at multiple positions like if if Forsyth could only play first base pretty good, and then you could maybe use them at second base if you wanted to, but like last last option like that would might make the decision easier, but the fact that they can play multiple positions and not be totally egregious at them and be like, oh, they shouldn't be there, that ma- that also makes the decision harder.
1: Yeah, it really does. I mean, Forsythe plays four positions on the infield, and Danny Santana plays basically three. He might play four. I don't remember seeing him at third base much, but I'm, I'm sure he could play it there. But he also plays center field and can probably play either corner outfield, uh, yeah. just anywhere but catcher. So, <laughs> And he's also has an OPS around 900, so... <laughs> I mean,
0: they would be, it'd be such an easy decision if they like sucked at one thing, but the fact like, obviously you want them to be good, but the fact that they're good in both offense and defense at the same time, like it's a little frustrating.
1: Well, well, I I don't, I don't know that I want to say good. I I, I would go with with passable. (laughs) (laughs) I think about eh, major league average, but still major league average at that many positions with that kind of offensive firepower. So good. Oh. All right. Well, I think that's enough talk about that. Um, Rangers go into an off day tomorrow. Um, we'll have an exciting pod tomorrow. We are going to discuss. Um, Morgan, what are we going to discuss?
0: We're going to talk about some former Rangers and see where they are now.
1: It's really exciting. And it's not going to be the Rangers that you think we're going to talk about. Um, this is very exciting. I'm actually really sick to talk <laughs> about this. This is going to be um, very interesting. And I have not started doing my research yet. But So tomorrow we're going to be all learning where are these yes. players now. But thank you for subscribing and telling your friends about this episode and the next episode and the other episodes and, you know, every episode to come, if if you don't mind. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, make sure to tell them to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, or um, Spotify. Or the new Himalaya app, the app for podcasts. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But you know, <laughs> I, I think I've run out of clever things to say about um, podcasting apps. But you know, if you like to climb mountains or if you don't like to climb mountains, then Himalaya is the podcasting app for you. There we go. Saved it. <laughs> now that way to go, team. I'm Bryce Patrick.
0: I'm Morgan Price.
1: And hashtag together we pod.